So we are in Romans chapter 3. Let's start in verse 21. So I think James had, yeah, he got my title. There we go. That's all I got left. So my title tonight is Righteousness. So I want to ask you guys tonight to think about what has God done in your life? What, what, what has he done in your life? Has he delivered you from drugs, alcohol, um, pornography, sin, homelessness? Has he delivered you from the Monterey County Jail, right? Uh, believe me, living in the big yellow house is better than living in a car, amen? Because that stinks. So what has God done for us? And what, now let me ask you then, what do we in turn do because of what he has done for us? What's supposed to happen in the way it works is we are so grateful for what God has done in our lives, and he's done so many awesome and wonderful things that we begin to change, that we begin to become a different person. And because of that, we want to see other people saved. We want to see other people have the same level and measure of joy that we have. So we start doing things we would normally do. We're starting to find ourselves, why am I being so nice to people that I don't even maybe even particularly like, right? You know, I like how Vanessa was trying to tell Austin, oh, we love you. Yeah. You know what I was thinking? We're in a church. We got a band. We got people. I know a pastor. Hey, we can get this done right now, eh? All right. Uh-huh. What she meant was, I love you. Um, but what Austin said was true. We have to live the life that we're saying that we live because I stood in the driveway with Michelle and Vanessa, and we thought all night long, what are we going to do when he dies? What are we going to do when he dies? He's going to die. Michelle kept saying, all night, he's going to die. And I'm like, stop! I don't know what we're going to do when he dies. Bury him? I don't know. Call his family? I don't know. But we were pretty sure that was going to happen. So what do I expect from Austin now? I expect a measure of gratitude that his life has been dramatically yet again saved, yet again transformed, yet again delivered, just like he said, just like the Old Testament, up and down and up and down and up and down, like the children of Israel. A couple-week trip took him 40 years. Does that ring true to anybody here? If I would have just got it a long time ago, where would I be tonight? You don't know. But the best effort, 100% effort, the best thing you can do got you right here tonight. Right? Isn't that true? But it wasn't by accident that you're here tonight. It's by the grace of God, by the power of God, and by the divinity of God, because he brings people together that wouldn't even normally hang out together. Think about when you're a doper. You hang out with everybody, right? It doesn't matter, right? Salesmen, hookers, pimps, drug dealers, car thieves, gangbang, right? You don't care. They're all your homies, right? You would die for them because these are the people that are going to take care of you when you get locked up. I always ask people that, where, where are all your homies? How many eye care packages have they sent you? 
Well, it's easy for me to do the math because it's zero. Where did all your friends go? Well, your friends are in a different environment. Your friends are here. God has brought you here in this time of your life to this church so that you can be developed and develop gratitude for what he's done in your life. So you can develop a new way of living, a new way of being, a new way of thinking, and you, like young Andrew here, I, I'm so happy that he's going away to Bible college, but I'm bummed. I'm going to totally miss him. I told him, you come back, I will do ministry with you anytime, anytime, because he is a man of absolute integrity, and he has been serving here for years, I mean years. I just think, about, I just think of the amount of money he spent on gasoline getting here, right? He, he doesn't come here and get paid. He comes here and plays because he feels compelled. Because God has done such a powerful work in his life that he's compelled to share his gift of worship with others. And when he was up there tonight coaching you guys to sing, I saw a, I saw a worship leader, right? So Bob, you better watch out, right? Oh, young Andrew's going to come back gunning for you, you know? But he has done such a great job and does such a great job. But that's what God wants to do in your life. He wants to take your broken life, and he wants to restore it so that you can then show his goodness and his grace to others, right? Michelle is listening to the story of Gideon. She always, uh, she has been listening to like Isaiah, I think, or what have we been listening to? Isaiah, but she's been listening to Gideon. I was listening to it this morning when I was in the bathroom getting ready because she was listening to it, and it was playing, so I w- unless I plugged my ears, you know, I was talking about that God kept telling Gideon to shrink his army. Too many people. Too many people. Shrink it down. Shrink it down. Why do I want Gideon to shrink his army down? God is telling Gideon, I know you. You like to get credit for stuff you didn't even do. Now, that's not none of us, right? Yeah, we love to get credit. I hear guys, did Michelle see what I did? You know, and they're proud of what they did. They are. I've heard of all the guys talking tonight about all the, the mopping and the painting and the mural painting and the, all the work landscaping at the jail, right, that they've done. They're proud of it. Even though they were in jail, they were proud of the work that they were able to do there. But God was telling Gideon, no, you got to keep cutting down the numbers because you are going to try to get all the credit. It needs to be so obvious that you are so lame that you could have not done this without me helping you. And when we look at some of the people, and I'm not calling anybody lame, and I'm not calling anybody silly, but what I'm saying is we look at some people and we look at how devastated and out of control their life was and see them fast forward how well they're doing. It's like they didn't do that. You know, um, Jasmine, who, who now not only gets to see her son all the time, she, not only does she have one job, she has two jobs, right? Now, when we took her and they called us, and I'm, I, you know, I'll share a little bit, and we were the only program in the state that was willing to take her, right? And I'm like, 
And I don't shy away from anybody. I think, I think sometimes the harder, the better. Amen? Amen? Because I know how bad I was. I mean, I was so bad. So bad. How bad was he, right? Yeah. yeah. I was so bad. I felt so sorry for my home director that Pastor Herb kept telling him, kick him out. Rich boy thinks he's special. Kick him out. Let him go back to his rich church in Monterey. You know, but I was Charlie's first intake, so he didn't want to kick me out, um, but he didn't know what he was in for. He was in for a lot, you know, but when I look back on that, I can't take credit for it because every time, everything that I tried to do at, I failed, right? But everything I surrendered and submitted and let God do in my life was successful, you know, when we, I was sharing with Greg today, we had lunch um, with Dorothy, and we were talking, and I said, when this meeting started in 2004, I, I was hoping that it would die within a month. Seriously, because I felt ill-equipped. I didn't want to do it. I didn't like talking in front of people. I didn't know anything about the Bible at all. I mean, nothing. Michelle would say, you just get up there on Monday, and you kind of tell stories about Stuff about you're you're giving a history lesson is what you're doing because it was because I didn't know anything about the Bible so I would just research like the history of like Corinth and I would just talk about the geography and the people and who was in who was in charge and what kind of water system they had right and and how they got the ships in and it was just craziness because I didn't know and then in 2006 when the bridge started. I thought six weeks, it'll be done, and I could, we could start our lives again, right? Six weeks, we'll make this look really good, and then we'll have our lives back. Well, well, yeah, well. The night we signed the contract for our first men's home, we, we were supposed to be moving, like, in weeks, probably, out of back, back to Northern California, back to Red Bluff, back to our old jobs, back to our old life, back to good pay, Right? And we were signing the lease. Michelle said, I guess this means we're not going back home. I said, well, guess not. So, and I say all that to say is that we can no way take credit for anything God's done since 2004 um, when he started working in and through us to work in the realm of recovery. And to us, it's been, it's been, a, great, it's been a great thing for us. And so, and getting to to celebrate two years again. Doesn't matter, you know, I I don't want to do it again, you know. I will. I don't want to, but I would. Um, But we get to a point in time, Vanessa's like, nah, we're done. No, 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 not again. Yeah, we're done. So I did offer you a free wedding tonight, so don't forget that. So, yeah, see, look at that, man. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, see? Yeah. Yeah? Pay- All right, oh, patience. All right, all right. So, anyway. Sorry, let me try to get to the so. Oh, we need, oh, we need your parents here. All right. I was just thinking Best Western in like an hour, right? No? All right. So, we'll wait for your parents. So, All right, so we are in verse 9. It says, obviously, the law applies to those whom it was given for its purpose is to keep people from having excuses and to show that the entirety of the world is guilty before God. For no one can ever be made right with God 
by doing what the law commands. And the law simply shows us how sinful we are. And if you think about it, go driving around for a while. We can't even follow the simple rules of the road. We can't follow the simple rules of anything. And the law shows us how inept we are at actually following the rules. And I know how inept I am at following rules. I know how impatient that I am. I know all of the faults that I have, and believe me, I have plenty of them. It says, but now God has shown us a way to be quite right with him without keeping the requirements of the law. And, and Vanessa was talking about this a little bit earlier about Christ's sacrifice for us. And I was laughing because I met, uh, she introduced me to a girl um, um, on Sunday. She said, hey, Mike, this is the girl that I met in the line at Marshall's that I prayed with for her brother to get arrested. I'm like, oh, I, I, people used to pray that way all the time about me. You know, pray that he gets arrested. And I tell people all the time, pray that he gets arrested. Pray that she gets arrested. And it, and it was really cool because it was Chad, and he did get arrested, right? Um, I don't know if anybody dropped a dime on you, brother, um, but you did get arrested, amen, right? But the beauty was I got to meet his sister, and I got to meet the whole family, his mom, right, his mom. His mom is so happy that she could come here on a Monday night and bring him, and she's here. Now, I thought she said she brought him carnitas. Did I hear that right? Now, anybody that knows me is going to know what my next question is. Where's the carnitas for the pastor? Or are you going to bring me some El Pastor? Right? But the beauty is that that prayer worked, that he was arrested, that the family surrounded him, prayed for that, and fought for him to get into a program. And believe me, the way he got in was absolutely supernatural. It was, absolutely. I can't believe he even got in. Um, But by God's grace, a door opened, and he slipped right in, like, real quick. And it's been awesome watching his family rejoice around him. And all that happens because of the sacrifice that was made on the cross. And we're going to get to that in a minute. It says, but God has shown us a way to be made right under him without keeping the requirements of the law as was promised in the writings of Moses for the prophets long ago. We were made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. Because of his completed work on the cross, because the Father allowed him to be sacrificed for us, that is why we get to gather here. That is why we get to hear success stories like Christina. That's why I get to, um, get, I get to hug Chad's mom every week and hear her gratitude for her son, okay? But what we have to realize, it isn't me. It's not Michelle. It's not the, it's, there's nothing magical about this building, right? It's because of the saving power of Jesus Christ. All we are is obedient to that call. So we don't, we don't do anything special. We, are, we have felt the call of being provoked because of what has changed in our life. You know, yes, true, we lost everything. 
you know, we, th- we, we thought our, I remember one morning we thought our, we called the police because we thought our car got stolen. It got repoed. Because <laughs> somebody was out spending 700 bucks a day on, on heroin. I won't mention any names. Um, so. But what the scripture is talking about, it says in verse 24, everyone has sinned and we all, all fall short of God's glorious standards, yet God in his grace freely makes us right in his sight. Not because of what we have done. Nothing we can do can earn that, can make that happen. It's simply because we confess and we say, yes, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm just pretty lame. I can't seem to get this right. I can't you know, I can't seem to put down the pipe. I can't seem to stop shooting up. I can't seem to quit doing stupid things. You know, and it's sad. But the beauty is God will meet us where we're at, wherever we are, whenever we're ready. He doesn't go anywhere. You know, it's funny because I hear people say, I called upon the Lord. He was like standing right there. You know how when you, know when you turn around to talk to somebody and they're like right there and it startles you? You know, that, that's God. You know, he's right there like, well, come on, what took you so long? You know, I've been here the whole time, and you're crying out to me. I can hear you. I'm right here. You know, I'm this close. I've been waiting for you for 20 years. I've been waiting for for 30 years. I've been waiting for you for 10 minutes. It doesn't matter. What matters is that we understand that he is waiting for us, and what his offer to us is is a different life, a new life, I was talking to Paul uh, tonight, and we were standing here, and he goes, this is crazy, all these people showing up, and they're laughing, and they're talking, and they're eating, and we're not even high, right? (laughs) This is crazy. What's everybody so happy for? Jesus, right? I mean, think about it. We probably wouldn't even, uh, most of us wouldn't even, uh, hung, you know, I'm really particular about who I hang out with. No, you're not. No, you're not. I know the people you used to hang out with, right? But the beauty is there's nothing wrong with those people, right? I liked, honestly and truly liked a lot of the people that I hung out with. They were just as lost as I was, right? And I don't see any of them anymore. I'm Pretty sure the last time I saw somebody, she was the only one that I knew that was left that was not deceased. And I have not seen her in a number of years, probably six or seven years. So my, obviously my fear is that she probably as well is deceased. And her dream her whole, whole life was to grow up and be a fourth grade school teacher. You know, not be a heroin addict that prostitutes herself out, you know, 365 days a year um, for, a, for a cheap sack of dope, you know. That's not how she saw her life. Unfortunately, she never found the right people or never heard the saving message of Christ and was able to turn that corner or get the help that she needed. So I'm with Bob. I mean, if everybody knew how good it feels, that think of that first belly laugh. I mean, that deep laugh that you, that you did when you got sober. You know, I was in the hospital... And Michelle said something. I don't know what it was. Do you remember? She said, she said something. And I just started laughing so hysterically hard that all the nurses came running in to find out what was going on. 
And I was like, I couldn't stop laughing. And it wasn't that she really said anything funny, right? I mean, it was humorous, but I was, I was able to have a conversation and feel an emotion that wasn't fueled by heroin. You know what I'm saying? That, that feeling, I mean, I, I took Justin and we, we went to hot yoga the other day. And he walked out, hot yoga, amen, yeah, right? Sweet heat yoga, thumbs up, yeah. Um, but we were talking when we got out of there about how, he was talking about how good he felt. He said, I haven't felt this good in years, right? I'm, I'm like, I feel, I feel like I'm high without being high. I'm, I'm feeling high because I'm sober and I feel good and I just did an activity that made me feel good that wasn't going to get me arrested, you know? Those legal, those legal activities are pretty good, amen? <laughs> they are, and they're a lot of fun. So as we gather here and we celebrate victories, you know, Reese and Christina and, and Austin and everybody who got a chip tonight and everybody who came for the first time or everybody who comes in to support, <laughs> we are a body of believers that are here to support one another, you know? When I look over and, and, and see Paul sitting there um, and know that they, the, the last time they probably saw each other was in jail, right? But now for him to come down from plain worship and sit next to somebody that he used to work with in the jail, it doesn't get any better than that. It doesn't. It really doesn't. So... There are people that care about you. There's people that love you, you know. There was somebody that knew Christina that reached out to me and said, there's this, there's this sweetest gal, the sweetest gal. She just needs, she needs an opportunity. And I remember I called Michelle. I said, hey, you know, there's this, this girl that needs help. And we're like, okay, well, let's, let's see what happens, you know, not knowing who was coming and, and what they would bring and how they would grow and how they would begin to, to blossom, you know, and, and become a totally different person, you know. Christina is so sweet, and I'm not saying she's any sweeter than anybody else, but when they do their culinary lesson every week, she brings me and Tommy her culinary offering, you know, <laughs> every week. And we're like, that is, but it's just super sweet. It's being, it's somebody being... Somebody doing something for themselves and saying, I want to share what I'm doing with somebody else because I'm proud of what I'm doing and I want to bless somebody else. And so every week, Tommy and I sit in the office and we're like, all right, what's, all right. You know, and we're trying to be really good with, you know, carbs and, you know, and sugar and, you know, sometimes we have to pick around a little bit, you know, to, to eat as much as we can. But what I'm, what I'm saying in all that is, 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 is not that she brings us food. It's that the person that she's developing into, that she thinks of other people before herself. And that is not a normal attribute that we normally have, right? It's like, it's all about me, right? I'm the addict. It's all about me. It's all about how I feel. It's about what I need. It's about what I do. And everybody else can just take a back seat to me. But that's not how we live under Christ. God, Christ allowed his son Jesus to die on a cross so that we might have freedom in Christ to make better choices in our life. And I'm just hoping 
for all of you, the better choices are like, okay, what am I going to do then? How am I going to bless somebody else? What can I do to brighten up somebody's day? Can I, it's a kind word or just like a little gesture or a smile or a wave that can totally change somebody's day. Amen? So I'm going to invite the worship team to come on back up. So again, congratulations to everybody. There was a lot of sobriety tonight. Amen? Yes. So, Lord, we thank you for those people, and we celebrate, we rejoice with them. We rejoice with their families, and we just thank you for the finished work upon the cross, Lord, that we here get to reap the benefits of that. So, Lord, we thank you. We praise you in Jesus' name.